And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ah, one more podcast to end the calendar year. Why not? What's up? This is No Dunks Emergency Pod. We've got Skeets here. We've got Tass. We've got Trey in the yard because we have an emergency podcast because we got a trade. That's right. Let's just chuck it up here for everybody right now. Reports from the big wigs. We're talking Shams. We're talking Woj. So you know it's a fish. The Raptors are trading OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn to the New York Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second round pick by way of the Detroit Pistons. So it's almost a first round pick, really, when you squint. It just looks like it early there in the second. Wow! Tass Mellis, give me some Raptor news. What do you think? The Raptors always steal from the Knicks, so they <laughs> automatically win this trade. Right here, right now. Uh, I know people getting rid of OG Ananobi maybe maybe hurt a little bit. Uh, and not getting first-round picks may be hurting some people. But when you trade to the Knicks, I don't think it really matters because the Knicks are very good. So if it's going to be a first-round pick, it's still going to be deep. I think getting Emmanuel quickly is... Real nice. And I start with him over R.J. Barrett because I think he's been a fantastic scorer. The Raptors need a scorer. The Knicks need a good defender, so I think both win. But uh, quickly has been balling right recently. You see some of these streaks that he goes on? Mm-hmm. Dropping 20 uh, against OKC in 22 minutes. Dropping 22 against... Uh, uh, who is that? In 25 minutes. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> anyways, the guy is just hot. Uh, every time he gets the ball, he's just a great scorer, and he hasn't been playing. That's the weird thing for the Knicks. I understand why they're doing this, because they got so many guards as perimeter players. Like They just don't stop. They put quickly out there, but then they pull them. They put DiVincenzo, Grimes, Hart, Barrett. They're going to give... Um, they're they're going to give OG Ananobi a ton of money here when they cut down here by giving a couple guys away, but I, I think quickly has got better offensive... Uh, uh, offensive peak than OG Ananobi. Uh, and so why not trade it? Because they don't want to give OG Ananobi, the reps don't want to pay him $40 million per year with the Knicks are going to do this offseason. They're going give, to give this a shot with starting with Quickly and then RJ Barrett as well. He's been streaking lately, but he's just so up and down. I think getting Quickly, who's got a great peak, he was the sixth man of the year contest last year. He was second. And that was minutes, minutes have gone down by five. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I think it. It's a great get for the reps. Is this one of these rare win-win trades, TK, that both teams are going to be happy in the end with the Knicks getting OG, sort of a obviously a perimeter defender, one of the best in the league uh, that slots in there instead of RJ, who's up and down. And yeah, like Tass said, you, you've got Brunson as your star guard, so you're a little squeezed on minutes with quickly, but the Raptors need that. They need scoring punch at that position. Um, or what do you think? I guess the question comes down to, would you rather pay RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly going forward, or would you rather pay OG Ananobi going forward? 
Both of the teams looked at the players they had and said, we want the other guy. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, OG, I think, definitely is great for the Knicks. I think he's exactly what they need. There's been talks about them being in the mix for Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, should he become available. But they really needed somebody who can play on both ends of the ball, which I think OG absolutely can do, assuming he re-signs there. As for the Raptors, I think it'll be fun for them to get uh, Emmanuel quickly. I think he's a really good player as well. He's probably my favorite player of the three uh, in this deal. RJ can look like an all-star one game and then uh, not even a rotation player in the next game. I think he's just so up and down, but you have to look at this team going forward as a team built around Scotty Barnes. He needs an additional ball handler, I think, which is what they'll be getting in Emmanuel quickly. And I do think he's capable of more uh, given a bigger opportunity. Uh, obviously wasn't well trusted by Tom Thibodeau, even though he's had some really good moments with the Knicks, kind of fell out of the rotation in the playoffs last year. He's definitely been a playoff faller, I think, thus far in his career, which is maybe something um, you could be apprehensive of going forward. But it should be interesting to see a legitimate off-the-dribble threat next to Scotty Barnes, not to mention whatever R.J. Barrett can actually give uh, the Raptors playing at home. I know people in the stream team have been saying he always plays great against the Raptors in Toronto, so maybe they're going for the hometown bump. But I think this is kind of two teams looking at what they had, saying we need to change things up going forward, and probably a smart move on both sides. Yeah, TK slipped it in there. I mean, it's like... Basically a given that OG is going to test free agency, and Tass said it too, that the Knicks will likely be the team trying to pay him or convincing him to stay there. And uh, quickly, sort of same thing, restricted free agent, like he is going to get a hell of a pay increase, so he's going to have a couple months here in Toronto to probably get way more minutes and way more of an opportunity and to put up those numbers and to, uh, you know, ultimately get a, a better uh, paycheck. I think when you, like, zoom out from the OG side of things, you know, by, by, I think it was Zach Lowe, right, who was on record saying, you had the Pacers and I believe the Grizzlies both offering three first-round picks for OG Ananobi at the trade deadline in 2023. I mean, same calendar year here. Would you have preferred that task? Should they have really made the move then instead of, like, doing the whole Pirtle type of thing? Uh, or do you like this almost instead of maybe three first-round picks the idea of quickly as a as a young star player and RJ Barrett, who I always think is older than he is. I mean, those guys are what, 23, 24 years old. They sort of pair nicely with the 22-year-old Scotty Barnes. Like, you know, which one, like, could you go back in time? Would you rather have the three first round picks or you you do like this package? Oh, looking back at the February trade deadline, I I, I honestly wonder how legitimate the, those numbers are. There was guys that were overpaid you know, prior to this, the the prospect of the new CBA coming in, guys gave up a heck of a lot. So it does kind of feel like three draft picks was real. Maybe it was two and uh, just hope that three would come in. And some guys just in terms of front offices didn't do what they should have back then. And I think the Raps probably shouldn't should have uh, done it back then. But they were just hoping that they would be good. And uh, it obviously didn't materialize uh, last year in the spring. So they did what they did now after the CBA has come through. Nobody's offering three trade, uh, three draft picks. Nobody. Um, and so they went and got a really good player. They, it's it's funny how these two trades are going to pan out because it's really just it, – it's perfect. The Raps have so many huge wings that are great defenders. It makes sense to trade one of them, one that they're not going to give the max to in OG and Anobi, and go get a really good scoring guard while the Knicks – 
they got all these freaking guards and they have they've got Brunson who's who's balling. They have a lot of good guards who can score, but they need to get better on the perimeter defending. They go get OG. So it, it makes a lot of sense to to do what they both did. And uh they're gonna be a damn good team. I mean, they're they're both like trying to find their way on one side of the floor, and uh OG's gonna help out. Um and the first round picks, it all depends on the team and where it comes from. If that first round pick is really going to matter. Uh, so they're getting a second round pick. I think it makes a lot of sense and just hope that RJ Barrett becomes uh, a little bit better when all is said consistent. and done. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, but hopefully as a Raptor yeah. fan, that's it. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, we got three players involved in this trade that are uh, at times vastly overrated by their fan bases, by some of the casuals out there, because you catch the highlights, you set a tray on a given night, you're like, oh, this guy's a superstar. I mean, so-and-so hit five, six threes. Look at the defense and all that. And you can convince yourself because you see it for 48 minutes in a game. Oh, yeah. But a lot of these guys, and, and some of them because of their, their age and maybe still, like, growing, they can't do it consistently. And, you know, they can't, they can't get over that hump to be sort of, uh, you know, more of a star player. Or they flirt with it, but they're never quite there. Do you think, Trey, though, that this is a setup for either of these teams? Like, more moves to be made? Raptors... Of course, continuing to sort of break it down with Siakam if they go that route. Or the Knicks, like, still have a lot of draft capital. Obviously still players that they could include. Fournier's deal and all that. Like, do you think there's more to come from either both or one of these teams? Well, I think this doesn't really give us any sort of definitive answer about the Knicks. Because they still have a lot of picks that they could move. They still have other young players who could be in the mix going in or out. But... This definitely improved their team right now, so maybe they stand pat and try and pull something off in the summer should Donovan Mitchell, you know, just become available rather than trading a whole bunch of stuff for him. So I don't think we really know there because this is just a smart move from the Knicks. They're already paying for Barrett. They clearly didn't want to pay quickly, but they would like to pay a guy like OG Ananobi going forward because it's a position of need for them. So I think the Knicks kind of just straight up improved right now. They didn't have to give up a first round pick, so I think they're probably happy with this trade. As for the Raptors, I can honestly see it going both ways. Trading for Barrett, who is already onto his second contract, and quickly, who's quickly approaching his second contract, are both good players, like currently good players, so it doesn't feel like the Raptors are intentionally taking a step back. The ages aren't that big of a difference, right? Like OG's 26 years old, these guys are 24 and 23, so they're kind of in the same timeline. Um, so it doesn't change much from that perspective. It feels to me like the Raptors want to stay competitive, which therefore would make me think they're going to want to sign Siakam again and continue exploring the trade market for him on a slightly bigger deal with a longer contract. But uh, I think bringing in a couple of current approaching prime players has to lead you to believe that they more so want to stay competitive rather than tank it up. Oh, the Raps love to do that. I totally agree. I think they... They and and Pascal get to the table and say, "Hey, we got we got a good deal for you, but ideally, it's not a long term deal. Um, I'm sorry, not a max deal, I should say. It'll be long term, but that's what the reps are going to do. They're going to try and make this a good team and hope quickly with increased minutes can show that he's a great scorer because yeah. it is it is weird with their with him and how great a year he did have last year and how good the Knicks." Look, with he's on the floor. I mean, him and Brunson uh, and Hart and Randall, that foursome, as our man Fred Katz pointed out, they kick 
ass when they're on the floor. That's a really, really, really good foursome. Uh, the, the point differential is really, really high. That should be good. My worry with the Raptors is after, um, after they turn it up with Emmanuel quickly, what happens with R.J. Barrett's contract? Uh, because if you sign Pascal for a long-term deal and you've got Emmanuel quickly a long-term deal, R.J. Barrett's getting paid a ton of money. Uh, for the long term here for a full three years after this year, almost 30 mil when all is said and done. Plus, you're going to want to pay Scotty Barnes. I mean, they're really they're really changing the flow of this team, going a little bit more offensive when they have all these defensive weapons. They're probably going to sign Pascal. It's just, a, I don't know what the ceiling is, um, but to me, it means that they're just going to stick the same route, just sign Pascal. Wow, I'm not so sure about that. Um, maybe I'm I'm still in shock that the Knicks and Raptors actually made a deal together. I mean, what happens to the lawsuit in this trade? Is it included? We're gonna get a a secondary third tweet here from Shams and Woj saying it's uh, I don't know included uh, in the deal and it's a, they've come to an agreement on it. I don't know. With, well, uh, we know the Raptors going. already have all the scouting materials on Quickly and Barrett, so they don't have to do right, any research. Right, exactly. They're set in that department because they've got all the paperwork. Um, yeah, but I'm not so sure about Siakam. I mean, maybe you guys are right. Like the the worry about trading him now is like you're going to not get a great return because some teams might be looking at him, of course, as a he's the rental. He's like a, maybe he gets us to a championship and he comes in here for a couple months, but um, you're not going to give up the farm usually for a player like that as great as he is and still in his prime. So maybe the move is, yeah, come to an agreement, sign the contract, and then look forward. But quickly better uh, get used to... Uh, shooting a whole bunch of threes on this team because OG incredibly like more consistent three-point shooter than RJ Barrett is. Now we've got Siakam, RJ. I mean, there's a, even Scotty, although he had a great game the other night and he's really improved his three-point shot. So that's huge. But quickly he's going to get a, he's going to get the green light here, man, to like let it fly, I think. Because uh, they need shooting. It's still their Achilles heel, I think, for the Raps. But I love it. I love the quickly move. I like, I like, Look, otherwise OG was leaving. Uh, so they got something in return, and RJ is a solid, still young player. He's good. I'm not convinced he's ever going to be a superstar, but maybe playing in Canada will unlock him. And then quickly, it's the real, like, ooh, yeah, he could hit. You know, those, those Kentucky guards, man. Uh, they, they, these guys can pop off here. So maybe he's, he's the diamond in the rough in this trade and can blossom into, like, sort of an all-star sort of quality guard. It definitely pairs nicely. That we just learned that Barnes, OG, and Siakam, it doesn't work. I mean, I think they saw enough that they're like not convinced it's like a great team. So remove one of the forwards, bring in a guard, and maybe it's a better, better lineup, sort of weighted, uh, balanced better. That's the hope. I it's guess. to me, it's definitely a bet on quickly because yeah. swapping OG for RJ offensively, like honestly, what's the difference? RJ is not as good of a shooter. OG's not as good of a driver, but they're both fine offensive players who can kind of kill you in the wrong matchup. Uh, but this is basically saying we would rather have quickly coming into his second contract than a young player who's 19 years old, like Grady Dick can't get on the floor right now. So this accelerates your rebuild. I think, you know, probably two or three seasons if you're the Raptors and quickly turns out to be a player rather than having to go through the draft and find a starting point guard that way. So, uh, it's on quickly to make Masai look smart in this one, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see how he does with increased minutes because it's just weird to see what Thibodeau is doing there with all the guards that he has when quickly with Brunson, with Hart, um, and with Randall, they destroy opponents, but they have so many guards that his minutes have been reduced this year. He's 29 minutes last year, down to 24 this year, and he's scoring the same. He's more efficient this year. But it's going to be different when he's probably starting, probably playing a, a ton of minutes and shooting a ton. I uh, can't wait to see how his efficiency goes. But he's he's balling near 40% from three, um, and he's just really, really, really efficient. They need to get they need a guard who can score. I mean, when they let Fred go, they they were just given a shot to what they had with ball handlers, but quickly is an improvement for sure. And and yeah, the same goes for the Knicks. They needed a big boy who could play on the perimeter and stop people. Uh, because Brunson is an incredible scorer. Randall's doing a good job of scoring, but OG is going to help out. Um so they're gonna pay him a ton. I think that's that's pretty apparent. Uh, they're going to go for it. What but, do you uh, think he's going to make per year? OG. Probably a 40 spot, I'm guessing. Well, then an R.J. Barrett contract ain't going to look that bad. <laughs> when it's, uh, you know, 23, 25, whatever the increment, it goes up. It's not that insane. Uh, obviously, when you sign, it matters here. But, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, hear, uh, let's hear from the uh, stream team here. Trey, any more thoughts on this one as I fire up some of these these comments from the people joining us live on YouTube. Big numbers. People are pumped about this uh, trade at the end of the calendar year here. Detroit Pistons maybe a winner in this trade since you assume that all three of these players will be out of the lineup. Therefore, they can't play against the Raptors. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Right? Wow. So maybe yeah. the Pistons get a win since players are actually missing from the rotations here. Mm. Yeah. They look damn good against the Celtics getting to overtime. Saturday's the time against the Toronto Raptors. That's the time for them to do it. Man, is is this yeah, is this Masai like playing like 4D chess here? He's like, uh-oh, we're gonna be the team that loses to Detroit. We're playing in a back-to-back situation. We're coming from Boston. We're going to Detroit. Everybody's watching this game. Everybody expects us to lose because we're not that good. Well, now I got an excuse. I just traded uh <laughs> traded uh three guys. What were we gonna do? Okay, we lost. Here you go. We really got six There's- players to play. What a- you can't blame us. Oh, wow. Wow. They're still the worst team in the NBA. They've got to win one game <laughs> at some point. I think most people will forget about it as soon uh, as they do it. Get your questions in and get your uh, comments in here in the stream team. I, I can't scroll back. There's just too many comments, too many thoughts from all of you. Hit the like button while you're here. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks. Again, we did not see this emergency pod coming, but... Uh, you know, especially involving our Raptors, you knew we were jumping on, and this is a this is a big trade. And and f- by the sounds of it, you know, you guys talking here for the last fifteen minutes or so, it's like it makes sense. It really does make sense from from both sides, both organizations. People are definitely gonna assume that Messiah is always gonna fleece the Knicks because that's just a running gag. But OG fits really nicely with this team. Hell, I know he's a bit player in this, but Precious. He's a backup center. He might even get an opportunity here in New York because of the injuries to Mitchell Robinson, the injuries to Jericho Sims. You know, Hartenstein, you can't play the guy 40-plus minutes. Taj Gibson, okay, he's chipping in. But I think Precious is going to get a little chance here uh, just with the injuries. He'll get a chance, and Tibbs will be like, what are you doing out there, man? Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> that, that's the kind of guy Gibson. that he loves to sit down for a wily old vet like Taj. Yeah, 
Yeah. He'll yeah. he'll get a chance was the what I was saying. Uh he'll get a chance. Not that he'll take advantage of it. And uh Malachi Flynn, uh sure. Uh, look, quickly's not there. I mean <laughs> <he> might, <laughs> they need a backup point guard. Threes. Yeah. Uh I've never been a Malachi Flynn fan, so good luck to you, sir. I, I hope you continue to stick around the league. I'd like um, to see Malachi Flynn and Dante DiVincenzo do a Spider Man meme photo together. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is, uh, I wanted to circle back because I asked Trey Tass, do you think the Knicks are done here? I, I think it was KOC there on Twitter right away when this news broke saying, Ooh, this is, they get OG, watch them get aggressive in still all the draft capital and the Fournier contract and that there's probably something else still to come. Do you buy that or, or, um, or not? Yeah, they got a glutton of guys that they should be uh, looking to package up for others. And so, if they they are going to pay OG long term, I think. Um, so, with all the guys that they have on the roster that play a ton of minutes that are part of the rotation, yeah, I think they could package a, a few of them together. And uh, that's why I'm really interested to see what Emmanuel quickly does with increased minutes because of how many guys they're playing, stealing minutes from him. And Josh Hart, who's a Tibbs guy, goes hard. Dante DiVincenzo even, who's who's played really well. Quentin Grimes, guys who play hard defensively, but are pretty good offensively, uh, enough to stay on the court. That's why Emmanuel Quickly, who was good defensively, but as a, as a baller, had to be dealt just to, just to kind of help them direct themselves where the heck they're going here. And they're going big uh, on OG, uh, and they were able to move on from RJ Barrett, who's, yeah, I, I think the biggest question mark for Everybody looking at this trade, uh, you know, he, he definitely has good, good minutes, good games. Uh, but they, you know, they they, they traded a two for one here. Um, apologies to Malachi Flynn and Pre- Precious Achua, but uh, two for one here. Yeah, to see what what they could get, uh, and OG's got to see see what he can do in an increased increased minutes. And I wonder if he's going to be entirely happy because. He's he's always been the guy. It looks like he wants to be more of a number one type of guy, and he's he's lived with being you know a complimentary guy. But with Brunson and Randall shooting a ton like they do, he's going to be shooting the same. He's not going to mm-hmm. be a, a creator. So uh, I wonder how happy and excited he's going to be. Uh, meow cat. I heard a cat meow. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a loud. That's a loud meow. <laughs> excited. Wilbur wants, in that man. Room. Wilbur wants yeah, to this- give some thoughts here on the take. I'm sure he's a yeah. big Emmanuel Quickly fan as a wildcat himself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we see people here in the stream team, and you're going to see a lot of this. Uh, obviously, RJ Barrett coming home to Toronto, Canadian kid from the area. Now they got to go get SGA. Okay, good luck with that from the Thunder. More likely Wiggins. Okay, I can see that <laughs> happening. I'm sure uh, the, the Warriors would do that. Just get all the Canadians up there. Um, I wouldn't count on it. I, I don't think SGA is going to be leaving the Thunder anytime soon, but whew, I hope you're right. Um, final so, thoughts as we start wrapping up this little emergency pod. Um, anything else to add, gentlemen? TK, you got anything else in the bag? My official verdict on the trade is I think the Raptors got the best guy in Emmanuel quickly, but I think the Knicks got the best end of the deal, getting a piece that fits perfectly in OG and not having to trade a first-round pick at all for it. Yeah. I'm just looking at the Knicks roster and wondering where they go next if there is a a move to be done because 
they're going to have a, a fantastic starting lineup um, and, and a foursome uh, of guys that just are going to keep churning at the guard spot. Um, they are going to be solid. Uh, and, you know, it's up to Brunson to light this team up uh, offensively now without Quickly because Quickly was was damn good uh, um, in his minutes. But uh, both both are win in this in this trade. I wonder what's going to happen to RJ Barrett long term. Uh, um, how much they're going to how much they're going to play him? Really? I mean, they're going to give him a chance there too, as well, to be I able mean, to score. Yeah, I mean, he slots right into basically OG's uh, starting spot, so the, you know he's he's not going to be buried on a bench or anything like that. Yeah, I'm, look, it's. <laughs> like the like like the Dennis Schroeder experiment, it, there's going to be very good games and very bad games, and uh, I'm a little fearful of Raptors fans turning on RJ when he goes in his three, four, five game slump. But I, again, maybe the comforts of home, uh, you know, family and friends all around him un- unlocks him, and he becomes a more consistent player. I, I can't wait to find out. But yeah, quickly is the real the real cue, the real question mark of this one. I like the trade for both teams. I really do. Knicks were convinced they weren't keeping uh, quickly and, and, and signing him. Somebody had asked earlier, he like makes 4. what, 7 million, 4.1 million. So he will be looking for a huge pay increase uh, because they couldn't come to an agreement, uh, the Knicks and quickly. So he's going to hope to get that from Toronto. Uh, but the Knicks weren't keeping him and, and the Raptors could not let another guy go <laughs> for nothing. And we're active in, in at least getting talented young players to again, pair with Barnes. And maybe that makes more sense. I think they should stay aggressive looking to move Siakam. I think, you know, you look for another young player or two, a pick or two, an actual first round pick uh, for Siakam. I think it's a move you make. The Raptors are not really going to be making any noise moving forward this season. Like, they're not even going to be in the play-in, probably. Maybe, maybe, who knows. But um, you're looking ahead. So I would say cash in if you can on Siakam. Uh, though, Though, I mean, you probably should have done that a while ago and... His trade value will fluctuate depending on the other names available on a market. I mean, he's a guy that a lot of teams would want. He's like a, a lot of teams would convince themselves he could take us to the next level. So I think they should be aggressive doing that. But you guys, uh, you know, were trying to convince me that they wouldn't. And that's not a Messiah move. Instead, they'll just sign him <laughs> long term. Yeah, no, uh, There's a difference bet, between right. what I think they should do and what I think they might do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Tess. Oh, Pasky. Oh, Pasky. Yeah, I think it comes down to how much Masai will offer him. Um, and if it's not a long-term deal, he he could be just looking to go sign somewhere that's going to make him you know, more of a number one guy, but maybe not. Um, I think they could sign him long-term. I'm really interested to see what happens uh, with uh, the Knicks and OG and how he goes through a literally just like a, a four-month run, four rental. That could be it. If he's, he's not a happy. CAA client, he's not a rental for them. Yeah, yeah. You you, you said it, Tass. He's going to get the bag from them. Yeah. They've wanted him forever too. Yeah, I I would imagine. I I, get, I said a forty spot, as in like some of those years are going to be at forty mil. I think, but is uh, I guess Tibbs is just going to play him a ton. Just go guard somebody, man. Yeah. Uh, because he is so damn good, and he can guard anybody on the floor. Uh, but it, it yeah, helps the Knicks' chances to win a series or two. There's no doubt. I mean, having OG to stick on, be it a Tatum or to stick on a Mitchell or like whatever. Like he obviously he's like he made all defense. He's he's a legit incredible defender. Um, who's a decent? He like doesn't kill you by putting him in a corner. I mean, he can hit a 
a corner three, whatever, at a decent clip. Um, yeah, he's going to play. Tibbs going to love this guy. The way he plays, that makes all the sense in the world. He's going to love him a lot more than R.J. Barrett, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Just their, uh, you know, contrasting styles of play. But yeah. yeah, okay, well, does the Pistons streak end tonight because the Raptors are down, guys, in Detroit? What do you think of the trade? Who's the real winner? Do you like it for both squads? Are either of these teams done? Are you trading Siakam to the Warriors for Kaminga and picks? Are you trading Siakam to the Thunder somehow for just a bunch of picks? Uh, is there another deal out there? Let us know in the YouTube comments. Let us know on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. Guys, always a blast to see you, uh, especially in a, in a surprise podcast. Um, and I can't believe it. Something happened. It's great. Something happened with a team that's always in trade rumors. I didn't Toronto expect to be saying, we got all sales a trade. Yes. On December yes. 30th, I just sat down for a nice game of Harry Potter Clue. And now I can't figure out who did it with the vanishing cabinet. Oh. I know it was the vanishing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll get back to your game. That's right. Uh, Tass, your, your wife's birthday today. I don't know if we uh, interrupted uh, birthday celebrations over in the Mellis household. Oh, no. No. no? no. Yeah, I can't. It gives me the opportunity to do something other than be with the family. So why, why not? Uh, why not celebrate here? Yeah, back to uh, my own games. Uh, but I, I will be watching. I will be watching OG Ananobi. If he shoots enough, you got to spend every moment with your family. OG, you gotta, OG has to shoot every time. I don't know if the Knicks are going to let him shoot. I don't know. TBD. We will see. We'll be talking about it uh, in the new year. We are scheduled to be back in the Classic Factory on Tuesday. But hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Uh, let's go to Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us. And remember, everybody enjoy their 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.